0: Welcome to Mon the Workers, a podcast brought to you by the Scottish Trades Union Congress. My name is Rachel Thompson. And I'm Karina Liptrot. And today we're with members from the Southside Strike Solidarity in Glasgow to talk about how the movement has grown with the overwhelming support from the public for striking workers. The Scottish Government has given us pay rises in the last few years which are way under the rate of inflation. It means that the last pay offer that was imposed on us was 5%, which when you look at the cost of living increases amounts to about a 50% pay cut. That was a Scottish Government worker in Glasgow who's a member of PCS explaining why they were on strike for better terms and conditions. In the studio today, with us today we've got Leila Roxanne-Hill, Tony Gallagher and Ralph Drayton-Harold, so welcome to the studio. Um, Leila, would you like to start by telling us a bit about yourself and we'll just go along.
1: Everyone. Okay. Hello, thanks for having us here. Um, I'm Leila Roxanne-Hill, I'm a member of the SDUC General Council and also the Black Workers Committee. Um, and I'm also a member of Southside Strike Solidarity, which is how I got to know Tony and Ralph. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm Tony, I uh, work for Royal Mail, worked there for 18 years. The first strike that we, we went on, um, there was only about what, half a dozen, eight turned up. And the Solidarity Group turned up, we didn't have a clue who they were. And they turned up and stood beside us. and. We went over and we asked questions, by you standing here? Because it's never... I don't think we've had this happen before with any picket line that's been on. Um, and it turned out there was more of them than there was of us. And they were organised. They turned up with coffees and rolls and um, asked us how we were doing and how things were going. And it made us realise that we needed to be organised. And it gives you a cracking feeling. But it made us organise And we've now managed to get... A senior rep and a deputy rep in our office, and they're taking control of things that are going on in the office just trying to make sure everybody's doing the right thing. Sorry, our rabbit's done. Ralph? <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> Hi, I'm
3: Ralph. Uh, I've been a postman now for nearly 33 years and a member of the CWU all that time as well. Uh, I've been involved in other strike actions previously, uh, but just to reiterate what Tony said, this is the first time we've ever had a, a group of members of the public joining us and supporting us and actually bringing us together and uh, motivating us. And as Tony said, I think that's why we've now got a union rep and a deputy rep and why more people have been joining us on the picket line because of the Solidarity Group.
1: Brilliant. Um, Leila, could you tell us a bit about how the Strike Solidarity Group began? So Southside Strike Solidarity kind of formed from Glasgow Strike Solidarity, um, where it was a group of people, like, you know, union reps, people, community organisers, just activists who recognize that even though we have like more formal channels like trade unions you know and people become aware of strike action that's been undertaken through union communications or through the media the public don't really know like what's happening and how can the public support if they want to support so there was just an idea to get some people about come up with an idea like a strategy i guess a plan to to say how can we get the public involved? I think it's worked quite well on the South Side because or and by the South Sides, um we need to be honest about that, that is kind of more localized and it's Govan Hill, Shawlands Battlefield, Mount Florida. Um although there is now a Paisley Castle Milk. Castle milk. I wasn't trying to leave out <laughs> Castle Milk. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But in terms of like who's who's like living nearby and, and I think that's what's made it work that people are in the hoods.
0: For those who have never been on a picket line, would you like to go into what actually happens at a picket line and the reasons why people may necessarily go on strike?
2: The biggest thing was pay. Obviously, you know, there's a living crisis going on just now. Um, they, what we earn, or what, what I earn on Royal Mail uh, up to a few years ago, I work my day off to have a bit of disposable income. That's why I work the extra days. And I work some overtime, do so I have a bit of disposable income, and I can put a bit of savings aside. Over the last three years, working that extra day, the extra hours, is no longer disposable income. You're now it's now being used to pay for bills and everything else. So it, it's becoming a bit of a struggle. And the union has been engaged with Royal Mail for a, a long time now in regards to these new talks. They enforced our pay increase in April of two percent. Is that right? Two percent. They just put it. There was no discussions. There's always been discussions, and there's always been a bit of a balance here. The threats have always been there on both sides, but there's always been a balance here. Then you do get to the right uh, decision between the union and the, the employer. However, um, this new guy has come in. I, I've got my own opinion of what I think is happening, but I can only tell you what's on black and white. The the new guys come in is determined to make sure he pushes through all the changes. His argument is, the letters are down. I know the letters are down. We've seen it, what we used to take out and what we take out now. The letters are down. However, we're a public service. That's our job. That's why it's in law, the universal service obligation. You've probably heard it quite a lot, the USO, what it's called. Um, We have to deliver six days a week to every address in Britain. And it's roughly 32 million addresses or something like that that we've delivered. All your rural areas, all your islands, all part of the same thing. This chap wants to come in and wants to basically take that away. And they want to restrict it. They want to basically create a gig economy. Um, there won't be a, zero contracts, basically. Guys will be working with uh, bringing your own car in. So the the unions are fighting against that. And we were balloted in May. Was it, was it May? I think it was May. Hey, do you know, I honestly can't remember. No, I'm, I'm, we'll go for May. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably wrong. And then their first strike was in August, uh, and at the, the, the time it was a bit pay that's the, the impression we got was a bit pay but then straight after that we got another ballot and it was about terms and conditions and we read through what they were actually doing basically we ripping up our contracts they walked away from all the agreements that were made in 2019 um, Royal Mail they just them, tore them all up uh, regardless it was a plan for the future world stage um, and the lawyers are now involved in that one because they were signed contracts these were agreements that were made in place but they have just went no we're just going to do it this way <coughs> so that's why we're striking. Being you know, on the picket line, somebody jump in here. Okay. Wait, <laughs> jump
3: in here. Us <laughs> no. I was going to, like, touch you, but... <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. You'll exactly. upset <laughs> <laughs> Picket line. I mean, th- you get to a point where y- the union feels that they can't negotiate any further because nobody's listening to them. The, the, the guys that talk, the management, are not listening. And then they have to go to the workers and say, what do you want us to do? And if nobody's listening to you, nobody wants to negotiate then you then have to withdraw your labour. And that's basically what picketing is. You've withdrawn your labour, you've gone out on strike, you're not getting paid for that. And the purpose of the picket line is just to let people see what's happening. And in case other people want to, you know, not too sure, like agency workers or staff that are on zero-term contracts want to go into work, just to ask them politely. You know, think of the people that are working in there. Think of what they would do to you as well. Uh, and that's basically what it is, just to bring awareness to the public. Uh, and I think the Solidarity Strike right Group helped that as well, because uh, by law you're only really allowed six people on a picket line. Um, so anybody when you else? Stick
2: by, there is only six people. <laughs> on yes, a picket yes, line. and that's correct. We there do. There is only
3: six. But there are, there are a lot of more people. I mean, There's one six, six, one of the days <laughs> we had forty nine people with us, and twenty five of those were just members of the public who we were either part of the, the strike group or had stopped on their way to work to show us some support. And as long as they stand to one side and they're not part of the picket line at all. Uh, but it shows the, the support we have from the local community.
1: It's a public demonstration of a dispute but then people don't really know or understand the technicalities like behind it. Um they don't know that like, you know, there's only six workers allowed or that you need to put notification into the police station, you know, and even somebody who's a trade unionist doesn't doesn't know this. So I think also people like members of the public who don't know like what to do at a picket line, it can feel awkward and we've spoken about that that you know, the first day that I turned up with a box of rolls, it was, re- <laughs> it was really intimidating. Um and it was like, What are you doing here? And I'm like, Well, <laughs> Put you you <in. laughs> I'm just like, oh, how no? And so there is like that sort of, you know, and you can sense it as well in some of the conversations and sometimes people tend to like stick to like their little group. So what we would do is get people to meet like at a spot that most people are familiar with, um, familiarise themselves and not like so much like give instructions on how to be in a picket line, but just say. Be friendly, like ask questions, you know, it's an opportunity for workers to share like concerns that they have about what's happening in the workplace, whatever's happening. And it's a nice opportunity sometimes just for people to like offload. Um and just encourage people to tell their pals, you know, and if anybody was passing the picket line and they stopped and they were interested, which people tend to be, especially when they see like a group of people, like just random people standing there. And then the music started coming, and then the soup and the barbecues and the the skinning of foxes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I
3: must have missed that day. I must have missed that day. It did,
1: uh, you know. Despite it being a hard situation, the picket line became like we kind of laughed a little bit. But the um, delivery office in Victoria Road became like the the picket to be at. Mm. You know, it had a bit of a party atmosphere. Um, it said it's like you know there was barbecues going on, pots of soup. And that was something that we, as Southside Strike Solidarity, weren't doing anymore. That was something that Tony and Ralph and all the other workers there had taken on themselves. So it's like we provided the space and like everybody took it over. And that's what, I guess, like our role is and was.
2: As, as I said, because of that, it made a mass, we took massive strides, uh, she said. We, we've got a good core group. In Our office, there's a good 20 25 guys in there. You, you'll see them, and you've seen them on the pickle line. They all just get together, tell stories, yap, have a laugh. And it, 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 having that buzz here, and people seeing us that, and having the music and the food and everything else, it, it does. And it, Gary I actually said that the other day he misses his strikes. He loved doing all that <laughs> sort of stuff because he loved being a cook. He's a wee cookie. He comes in, he, the guy can do it. <laughs> Oh, he's amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Do this one day a month, just have a strike <laughs> day and just go out and have
1: a. I think for all that, there's the big visible pickets, there are like the smaller pickets, um, particularly like um, Burnfield Roads. And so we also make an effort of if there's any car drivers because it's more isolated. Um, and again, like that's from the group. Find out if there's any car drivers that are willing to take people. Um, like Royal Mail workers can ego, they're not allowed to join another picket. So it's down to us, you know, as the group as members of the public, um, to be able to do that. And I think, yeah, there's been a couple of nice pictures of um, wee Arthur, um, his lonely little picket. <laughs> and, you know, but, you know, I don't think that's the reason why people don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, people going and, you know, like, children and stuff, and it's, like, you know, shown and we're sharing pictures and showing that there's, like, there's support for each picket. Even in one of the ones where um, a rep has been suspended, and you know there hasn't been maybe as many um, workers going you know we've made sure that on those days like we're going up so whoever's still in Royal Mail and whoever's crossing that picket line can see that members of the public um, are still concerned and we're still like supporting you know irrespective of what they're doing to their members of staff. That's
2: the biggest thing the support we have got out there.
1: The EIS. Yep,
3: well, I was about to say that. Don't don't forget, it's not just the Solidarity Group that means supporting us, but other unions have joined us on the picket line. So the UCU, the EIS, Unite, Unison, the others, they've all joined us, and we've joined their lines as well, to show that we're all in the same boat together, yeah. all these unions. They're all fighting for the same thing, the and thing we're all supporting each other.
2: Everybody's fighting for the exact same thing. You, yeah. you hear the argument of every single group that we've been to. As I said, you've done EIS, RMT, Shelter. We mm, done shelter unite. as well. Yes, we went Anderson, to unite. shelter.
1: Unite. unite.
2: Um, we were up one of theirs, and they're, they're, they're fighting for the exact same thing.
1: a calendar as well when we went to shelter. Oh hi. <laughs> thought, I thought <laughs> we. <so laughs> I was, <see> <laughs> I, I
3: was going to say I thought we agreed not to talk about the calendar. Come on <laughs> now. No, no, no. <laughs> we had
1: to
0: touch
2: the calendar. <laughs> who came up with the calendar idea? <laughs> well, it was actually it was one of the guys in the work who mentioned it to you as a joke. It was. Pat, Pat Gallagher said that he goes he, he was cracking a joke and he said do a calendar. You turn around and says that'd actually be a good idea and he says, do you think we could do this and I'm like oh,
3: fuck sorry, so I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blaming Leila no, and this. <laughs> this is is
2: about So Leila then took charge of that and turned around and he says, Jenk we could get these guys to do the calendar and I'm like well, who's gonna buy this? Nobody's gonna buy this. we we, we, do, we do, right, we'll, we'll try. And in a short space of time we managed to get thirteen of the guys. Uh, a studio,
1: sorry, a, a, stu- a studio that
2: should be in porn hub. <laughs> it's a horrible sticky place. You've got, it, you have to, you float in. You wipe your feet as you leave. It's funny.
3: I'm going to say fuck yourself, at this bit out.
2: <laughs> 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 it was a very interesting Sunday. Um. In I've lost them. I, so I, I I. Well, the thing was when we were there, I said if I get the guys. We'll do it. So I've been mean, around and I managed to manage to get enough people. And I remember saying to you and I don't know who else it was. I said, "Right, that's enough, guys. I don't need to do it." Leila <laughs> said, "No, no, 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 no. You've got to do it because if you don't do it, they won't do I do well. Trust me, they won't do no, you're no, no. to do it. And it's nothing. It, it's way way outside my comfort zone. And a lot of the guys there was well outside their comfort zone. A few of the guys were quite happy with it. They were <laughs> right up for I it. More than it happy.
3: When we got to the studio and uh, you me Tony were, were t- chatting to each other, and Leila came over and said, uh, can one of you do a, a sort of lighting check for them, just, you know, pose, like." So and, to- and, to- and, and Tony know. was just so <laughs> tense with his arms, landing. he said, you do it, you do it, you do it, right, not a problem, so I went up there and stripped off, at which point I hadn't realised that everybody else looked over at me and went, fuck it, Ralph's done it, so let's go for it. <laughs> and that's
1: kind of how it worked as well, like, in terms of the idea, like, and it, it's that thing of like building trust. It started as a wee bit of a joke and then it became a thing, it became a reality. But oh, I think uh, some of the SGC got their, sp- their secret Santa gift. <laughs> <laughs> so do it.
2: Like we sold out, out all the we sold sold. We did The calendar launched on December the 4th and by December the 13th, did I say it was? December the 13th, so there was none left. Wow. they done, there was a, what was that wee place? The yeah.
1: Gov- Deep End, Govanhill Baths.
2: Um, Lila had set up a stall down there and I come down I thought we had loads left <laughs> you're trying to pitch as many as even you can even before that they were going oh they were flying out the door we could have done it. I mean when, when we, as I said in the beginning we thought we might you're not going to sell
1: any but even with that it's like thinking about relationships and stuff and because of where we were and where we are and the location so Chris Moses is a photographer and he runs Gulabi Photo, which is, you know, a photo lab that prints um films from negatives. So he's been coming to the picket lines. He's been taking lots of photos and he like helped us out with the photography shoot, He took the photos along with his colleague, organised the photography studio. In terms of designer, that's somebody that lives at the bottom of my street, like asked them if they'd be willing to help out. <laughs> he's traumatised. Uh, <laughs> <people laughs> <even started over laughs> <laughs> um and the person who did the printing like didn't ask us for the money up front because he knows quite a few of us who are involved in different sort of activist things and he's printed out posters that are not for use for fly posting. Um <laughs> and leaflets and things and you know there's like there was already established relationships and Mr Organizer here in terms of like getting the fundraising like um raffle prizes, like Oh, uh, Peter
2: Mullen, like he got involved. Oh, I forgot to mention Peter Mullen. Big shout out, Peter. <laughs> How much money did
0: you raise? And what was the money used for?
2: Uh, but, but I think in total, if you remember, you've got your costs and all, but in total we probably raised about seven Seven grand. So, and, and in such a short space of time, the raffle done really, really well. The calendar's done. But, and that was the other thing. Said, we're not going to be able to sell him for 20. We could have <laughs> selling for 20 quid. <laughs> yeah, no, we could. couldn't. We couldn't. Ah, no, we couldn't. Well, we I know. Well, we I, we I didn't think it would be that good. I didn't think it would be that good. Chris is really talented. Chris has actually made us look good.
3: <laughs> but you were asking there about who it was for, because originally when Leila uh, decided on that, do, going further, what? Wait, sorry, no, 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 it's down to you. <laughs> um, It was to raise funds for us, postman and we said what we should do is do it for local charities and that's why we end up doing it for milk glasgow uh, living rent and also the rcn uh, so none of it's going to cw although i think a lot who had voted where the money was to go for it said yeah. give it to cw we said look you're supporting us so this is our chance to support you at a show what we can do for the community again it also shows roy mail that we're involved in the community mm. as well
1: re-emphasise that that, um, all the participants like pushed back and just like all the all the posties pushed back and the money not coming to them that was to specifically go to other disputes I think that thing like transformed like what's quite a hard thing to do which is go out and strike and be on a picket line freezing cold and can just point out that the posties have a very 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 early picket line very early. So
3: we turn up just after 6 o'clock,
0: <laughs> but
1: in the mornings when it
3: was minus 9, it was kind of hard. I, I remember that
1: day, and I, I went to
0: Fullerton Drive to just maybe get some interviews from the picket, and unfortunately there was a, a group there, and every single worker didn't want to go on camera because they were so afraid of the repercussions. Yeah, so that's where yeah.
1: one of the reps is suspended.
0: Yeah, so we can include a, a link to donate to these charities in the show notes if anyone would like to so that's absolutely fine uh, would you like to give any advice for anyone listening how they can get involved either in starting their own solidarity group or how they can come to your your one if, if there's a whatsapp group or any facebook groups or mailing lists so
1: we don't have mailing lists um but you can find the glasgow strike solidarity group on twitter and um, that has a link which will take you to a link tree which will have more links um, and you can find the Glasgow Strike Solidarity whatsapp group on there so that's where we communicate most information but we also meet every two weeks at the Govanhill Neighbourhood Centre um, half past six it's an open meeting everyone's welcome and um, what we tend to do there is like we listen to workers who are in dispute find out what we can be doing to support there's also various working groups that are working on community engagement um, fundraising, comms, you know the usual things. That everything ends up breaking down into groups, and I think that's the that's the sort of thing like that maybe explains how you start a group. Find a couple of people who are in your area and interested, um, and see whether they want to have a meeting. It might just be two people, but that's a meeting, you know. And it's much the same way that at first, you know, there weren't that many people in a picket line, but it can become bigger. Like I think our WhatsApp group, we have. About four hundred people that are that we broadcast like messages to, but that isn't that isn't reflecting the people that come to the meetings. But it also means that like people at least know you know when a picket is or what strike actions been undertaken. So yeah, I think it's just like speak to people who are part of your group who are interested in like being or just part of your community who are interested. Like we it's not just that like milk also helped us like in terms of giving us food like for our calendar lunch, nan's a little roll shop like they always like make sure if i go and put in an order they'll have that ready and i just run up a tab with them you know it's like all like the local like organizations and stuff we also sorry we also do em um, pop-ups when the weather's decent outside queen's park and we have leaflets posters you know we print out cw leaflets as well so that people can understand or anything that's relevant to the whatever disputes has been undertaken at that time, we do banner making, placard making, so there's different ways to get involved and it's just like whatever people feel able to contribute um, I think that's the thing really. We're also on Instagram which is um, Southside Strike Solidarity, if you just type that in you'll be able to find us. I was
0: thinking if you could tell us a, b- a little bit about um, where the um, where you're at right now with your dispute
1: well, um, um th- they were going to
2: be doing talks or they were supposed to be doing talks just after the new year. Sorry. Oh. Go, 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 go. Sorry. Well, I'm not here. And <laughs> you go, on you go, and you go, on you go.
3: You're more eloquent. I'm more eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fish at the uh. Oh thank you. <laughs> I'll put on my botch voice. <laughs> Where are we at just now? So it was supposed to be that Simon Thompson and the board were meeting uh, with the CW via ACAS and we're going to be talking and nothing, no action was going to be taken while that was ongoing. Unfortunately, management have started imposing things, uh, changes to the duty structures, changes to the start times, all that stuff. So I think that's why the, the other day, the the strike day on the 16th of February has been called because the union said they've had enough. Uh, so at the moment we're not 100% sure what's happening. Uh, we've still got the ballot which ends on the 16th of February. And I would hope that within a few days after that, they will announce that Um, and take it from there.
0: Thank you so much, Leila, Roxanne, Tony and Ralph. I hope this has inspired listeners to either get involved or start their own campaign. This was Mon the Workers, a podcast brought to you by the STUC, hosted by Rachel Thompson and Karina Liptrot and edited by Karina Liptrot. Thanks to Jamie at Hotspot who helped record this today. To find out more about the STUC visit our social media channels where our username is at scottishtuc